welcome to the Freecast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vinci Boy and Ricky Williams. Uh, this is the Freecast. Uh, we haven't done an episode in quite a while. Um, now, people who listen to this probably don't care, but um, I have Alzheimer's and can't remember what I was going to say. This is going to be one of those episodes again, guys. Anyways, this is the three cast. We review things, TV shows, movies. Uh, we have a comic book coming up that I chose randomly off the internet, so that's going to be entertaining. Oh, fuck. oh. <laughs> it's from Marvel, so we don't have to worry too much. Oh, uh, man. Apparently, they 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 rebooted. No dogs, the... no Hitler, no time travel. <laughs> yeah, they rebooted the Unstoppable Wasp, so that's coming. That's that's coming soon. And I'm also forcing you guys in two in two episodes to watch triple the first Triple X movie with Vin Diesel. Um, Great. Yes, we did that just for you, Vince, because we know how much you hate bad movies. But I want to talk about bad movies. But anyways, this time we did a TV show, and it was called Black Mirror. Now this originally started in Britain, right? It was one of yep. their ones that they did like three episode series or whatever back in like 2011. And then Netflix bought it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for and for whatever reason, this is harder than hell to find on a torrent site um, that's actually reputable. So. Uh, because everyone has Netflix now, I think. I think Matt, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I don't have Netflix because I refuse to pay for things because I'm a thief mm-hmm. and I'm lazy and I don't care <laughs> and fuck society, fuck the man. All right. Anyway, so this was <laughs> this <laughs> this was Vince's. Um, Selection. So, Vince, why don't you tell us uh, what it was? Might. Right. Um, so, uh, some of you guys might know that I teach, and um, I teach a lot of stuff pertaining to technologies and architecture. And of course, I, I often have some lectures that pertain to everything from 3D printing and laser cutting and robotics, all the way down through to media, like AI-driven architecture. Right? Like you don't have to think about building sizes or how big a conventional washroom is because robots do that stuff for you. So, then we started talking about that thing. And then one day in 2011, 2012, one of my students started saying, like, put up her hand and said, you know what you just described? That's episode whatever in this show called, you know, Black Mirror. And I said, okay, cool. Let's see how this works. And I've been reluctant to do it because I was always worried that when I watch a TV show and it's supposed to be some way pertinent to my uh, coursework, that it sounds like I'm just copying scripts. But I'll tell you right now, this is basically... Uh, the show's premise is basically Twilight Zone meets the internet, uh, for lack of a better term. And um, I think that uh, the the first season in particular, I, I gather we're going to talk about the first season as opposed to one individual show. Um, but the first season is only three shows anyways. Um, but in the first season, it is very much about uh, the darker side or the kind of pitfalls of uh, the the technologies that we have at our disposal. Everything from the um, kind of issues pertaining to social media, as you saw in the first episode, which was about um, essentially uh, holding the prime minister of England uh, hostage, essentially to have sex with a pig, uh, lest some royal family member get killed um, as a big social commentary um the other episode pertained to um the kind of commodification of people and basically uh liking or upvoting on things right and just what it means as a societal thing and i thought the most interesting one at least in the first season was just uh the ability to have implants 
that allow you to keep track of what you've done throughout your life such that even the bad and the good can be replayed and used against you. So I think all three of those episodes uh, show, uh, sorry, episodes pertain to um, the pitfalls of how we have technologies that are quite ubiquitous now and we don't think much about them. And yet um, they project it like, you know, in the near future, maybe 10, 15 years from now, if not sooner, where it goes really, really bad. And um, they they kind of put it down as a little bit of commentary. But I thought that for a show like us, um, I thought uh, it, it was refreshing to, to be able to comment about it. Um, given that we've been always talking about the, the kind of, you know, we all have our biases against the fagum groups like the Facebook, um, uh, Amazon, uh, Google. Uh, there's another A in there. What is it? Uh, what's and then, and then Microsoft. Oh, Apple. Apple and Microsoft. So that's the... F-A-G-A-M uh, group, right? And we've been talking, like, you know, e each of us are fanboys or haters on any, any individual company there. But um, I think Black Mirror points a very clear finger at the general pitfalls of these various technologies. And quite frankly, I was very surprised to see that the seasons, like, it's into season four now or something like that? Or I don't know. And I don't know how you could continue making that many episodes um, based on based uh, the premise of like the darker side of technology, but they've been fairly successful. There have been a couple of hit and miss ones, um, but for the most part, they've been pretty good and at, at the very least provocative. Some of them have like um, later on they have stupid endings and stupid stories, but uh, they still raise good questions. That I mean, if you were to just talk to somebody, it, it would actually raise some good conversation. So I thought that we'd share that today and just have some good conversation on at least the first season of three episodes of that show. So, Vince, okay. the one you found most uh, interesting was the one where they recorded, like, your entire life history. That was yeah. the third episode. Yeah. Have you ever seen a movie called The Final Cut with Robin Williams? Um, wasn't that – oh, wait. I'm thinking about one where he was, like, a Walmart photographer. Uh, for, yeah. For, what, what, no, no. That was, um, that was a different one. That was more humorous. This, the Final Cut like is, like, a horror kind of movie. Mm -hmm. um, basically, basically um, everyone has – implant plants and it requires it records their entire life but when they die those implants are taken out and they're sent to this guy who's played by ron williams and he goes through and edits people's lives it's it's kind of creepy but it's basically the the whole third episode of what you're talking about it's really interesting how this whole record thing comes up every every few years um they have these things um uh called life cameras that actually do this they're not implants obviously we're not you know we're not there yet um, but they have like life cameras that, that go around your neck as like a necklace and they record, they're supposed to be on like all the time. They record like 10 frames a second or whatever to, so, I mean, this is actually something that can be done. It's really interesting. Well, see, I think that the thing about it wasn't so much like people record for posterity. Like in that, in that one episode that, that we're talking about, the, I think it was called the history of you. Um, the, the thing about it was that, you know, obviously we take a lot of photos on Instagram or whatever and keep it for posterity. And, and we do it just as, as a kind of entertainment or, or like, you know, personal leisure thing. But um, in the show, they start off with the kind of basic premise, oh, I went to a job interview. Let me play that back to see the nuances of the interview to say, oh, man, I didn't get the job or that guy really doesn't like me. And then it goes to the next level where it's like I was at a party and, you know, I saw my wife doing this and like, you know, I could see the little ticks with this guy. And at the end of the day, it comes 
full circle, uh, not full circle, but really to the extreme where it's like it turns out that she was having an affair and, and that their child is actually not, you know, uh, their son or is it daughter or son? I can't remember. Um, but th- like it, it, it's the really cool thing about it is that they just keep on going to the dark level. And, and I think that I've had a discussion with some of my students about this where, you know, we are very naive. Uh, and I mean, we being uh, society in general are naive to the, you know, end user agreements, to the kind of uh, implications of the tech that we so quickly and readily adopt. I mean, like, look, we go and invent drugs and they need years of testing. Yet when the new app comes out, Apple just goes, okay, does it breach uh, data pr- protocols? Okay, cool. Then forget, let's put it up, right? And and that's where I think... Um, you know, a lot of the cool messaging comes about. And when it comes to even the that one particular episode, um, if you look at just the technology there, that is, as you said, that's not too far-fetched. And what you're talking about, that life cam, that could easily just, like, I'm surprised if that exists, if it hasn't been used for, like, um, like a, a, a murder investigation yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wa- out of the three episodes, I didn't actually get to see the last one, ah. the third one. Um, I can see how they would get into so many seasons because when I started watching it, I thought it was going to be a show more like Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. where it's one story that continues episode to episode. But this one, it's like, it's just different stories each time. Like, there's nothing linking them. I don't know how it is in the further seasons. Like you said, we only watched the first season, and... Like, that's what it was, right? It was three separate stories. Like, they all just start and they end all in that one episode, right? Um, I thought it was cool. I got the idea behind it. Um, I personally didn't like it. Um, Just because, for me, I'm in that, like... uh, I don't know what you call it, but I'm in that like every day like i think especially the first one it was very it was very telling of if you look at the u.s with the um with the with the with the whatever donald trump as president elected uh trump as president that is it it's this fascination with everyone of the bizarre the absurd you know, it's it's with his Twitter, the things he says, with him lying, the things he does to people, the immigrants. Everyone is, you know, horrified by it, angry at it, but then nothing happens. Everyone says things on Twitter about it, but then it just goes away. No one cares. And in that first one, that's what I saw. Like, everyone was you know there were some people who you know didn't like the idea of him having sex with the pig Mm -hmm. but overall everyone thought this was a big joke and everyone was excited for it to be on the television people had their cameras ready to record and it was like this big you know how many million viewers we have right like that's ridiculous like people you know, should have been taking a stand and saying, okay, you know, fuck this, like, who is this person, you know, and turn the TV off, no one watches, you know what I mean, make a stand, but no one thinks, 
okay, you know, when I laugh and I contribute to this, what happens when they come back and do that to me? What happens when they kidnap my daughter and send me that video, right? No one thinks about that, right? Like, so for me, because I see this every day, like, you know, you think about the Manafort case, um, and I don't know if you guys knew, but his daughter's phone was hacked. And so, like, 285,000 of her texts were put online. Jesus, right? that's a hell lot of texting, man. And that was a year's worth of texting. But oh, the point geez. is, like, this, it wasn't only the texts pertaining to her father and Donald Trump. Like, all the texts were just dumped. So if you think to yourself all the texts that I'm sending, how would I feel if that was all on the Internet for anyone anywhere to look at and laugh at and see you know the things i say like these are the kind of things where i find that uh, you know in society everyone seems to say oh wow that like that's ridiculous that shouldn't happen but then it happens and no one cares and everyone goes about their business and so it's like are we complicit in letting it happen in you know, continuing, you know what I mean? Um, I was going to, if you mind me interjecting on that one. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's one of the overarching themes that happens in the series. In, 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 in at least each season, there's at least one or two episodes which do basically remind the audience that we are essentially complicit um, in, in some of these things. Like the first episode yeah. with the pig and the having sex thing, you're absolutely right. Like the, like the, the fact that you like or don't like uh, something and you watch it and you're participating in it. Um, in later seasons, it's straight up like if you say, I hate this guy or death to whoever, um, you're basically cyberbullying. And it, uh, it basically, like, you know, if you say like, I hope Donald Trump dies, right? Like if you said yeah, something yeah. like that, well, that's basically cyberbullying, and then it, 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 yeah, it's easy for you to just put that down. But like, you know, that's like saying it to Donald Trump. But then if you said it to like mm-hmm. a ten-year-old, like you know, because kids in that at that age get that, you are basically doing the exact same thing, except instead yeah. of to a, a man that acts like a ten-year-old, you're doing it to a real ten-year-old, right? Yeah. So it puts things in perspective that you are affect. Like it, it makes the audience rethink what they do online, which which I think was kind of like again, I, I like I like things that offer. Uh, provocative discussion right yeah well yeah like i said i found it interesting and i can see other people just for me because i listen to podcasts i read um you know forums i read articles so for me this is already something that i'm in every day you know what i mean for it was just too depressing for me to then watch this on top of it well okay that's you know what i mean that's actually a good question I have because I honestly find that watching shows that I find repulsive, like like say for example Game of Thrones, when it gets into like the middle of Game of Thrones, right? I hated watching it because it's like there's nobody that I like, there's nobody that I really want to root for. It's just depressing. But for some godforsaken reason, I gotta watch the the whole show, right? <laughs> and and like even with this first episode, actually, I would argue like all the episodes of Dark, of Black Mirror. It's always something where it's like, oh, it's such an awkward, uneasy, like, you don't, you know, you want to understand the theme, but like the whole notion of, it's a disgusting thing. It's like, you know, guy having a, having sex with a pig, right? That's disgusting. Yeah. 
but it's it's a poignant thing that is happening not not only then in that projected future but also even today like i mean we know guys that like there's beheadings going up on youtube of of people by by isis right yet yeah. we don't watch it but we know that millions of people do and yeah. that's the thing like you you know it, it, you, you that's a reality and then you fast forward it to the the thing that black mirror projects and you're just like whoa that that is actually something that's feasible and and that, yeah. that's stuff that makes you just go holy crap i got to watch this even as uneasy as as uncomfortable as it might be i just got to hear the parable the message of this parable right yeah yeah, yeah but 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 matt like you like i i know you didn't get to him but like you know you're reading the synopses of these things right it, it it does it sound like a joke to you? Like I mean, not 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 like I'm I'm accusing it, but like because you would read these things and you'd be like, this is like so far fetched. But the way like maybe because I want to hear your opinion on this because it sounds far fetched. But then when you watch the show, like Ricky, you can back me up on this. When you watch the show, you're like, yeah, that could happen like two years from now. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like even the that. second one, that that is like that is very. I mean, you take some of the sensationalized stuff out but i mean that you know the just the the um what do you call it the no just the the way that technology is (laughs) has taken over everything the whole um game show aspect of it you look at game shows of today like uh you know um dancing with the stars america's got talent the voice um, what's that other one with Ryan Seacrest, the original first one? American Idol. What, yeah, American Idol. Like that, we're <laughs> talking about that years in the future. You know what I mean? Uh, not years in the future, but very, you know? So I would say that it's now. I, again, I, I look at these things and I go, it's telling. Because like I look at all the celebrities, whether it's a Kardashian. Like, I mean, every single Kardashian has a porn tape. And the thing is, what brings you to a meteoric uh, celebrity is sex, essentially. And... And whether it's the sexualization of like you know any given singer, all the way down to actors to straight up porn stars themselves, yeah. I mean that's I think a, a secondary message that comes yeah. about because we as a, a anonymous collective are able to say that's what I want, that's what I that's what I want to see. And as as great a singer as this might per, this person might be, I really see her more as a sexual. a fact when you go onto the internet right yeah yeah i mean even um even with the guy um at the end you know with him wanting to say something and and you know taking the stand and then you see that as he gets there they turn it around agree with him and say yo you know you can do it and and then it's like oh it beats the the cycle the mm-hmm. using the the bicycle right yeah so it's like they they took this thing and just flipped it and and brought what i mean yeah so it, it's very it's very interesting it's like but i mean you know lots of times i i think and i'm like you see you know different things like um phones that got hacked or places that got breached and I'm kind of like or things where you see you know the government says oh you know we want to backdoor into encrypted messages or you know whatever and you think okay well you know you're kind of stupid because the minute you do that all people have to do is just not buy the phone and then I think okay you know could I like just 
put my phone down and not use it. You know what I mean? It's like, you really could, but it's just, I think, 98% of people out there wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. Like it's I, like I said, the fact that we're talking about it on, on multiple levels, it, 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 the, the producers do, have done their job. And, and again, some of the episodes are just so ugly that uh, that like i i feel embarrassed sometimes watching like for the for the longest time when i was watching all the shows i i again um matt you know that i commute in the subway a lot um mm-hmm. so i'll put on like stuff on netflix and just put them and i'm watching this stuff i thought for a while that every single episode of black mirror had to have sex in it like it was just so you're awkwardly sitting there in rush hour like with a bunch of like you know kids in in the subway and then you're like flipping a scene from like a guy on the computer screen to then like watching like inanimate objects uh having sex with them or something and you're just like whoa 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 <laughs> and you got to, i don't know how you deal with that on the subway so it's just and like you're trying to skip and then you're like okay yeah i know a- i i watched it on the go train so oh <laughs> but the, the thing is though two? you watch episode two on the go train <laughs> i watched both i've watched the first one and the second one but remember i started watching game of thrones on the go train now think about that you're talking about they show you know body parts and you know sisters and brothers and people's head chopped off so i mean you, you know, know what i mean poor sean bean as, as a side thing i find that watching gory violent stuff is more socially acceptable no than- i know that but i'm <laughs> just saying overall like game of thrones shows a way way more than these three uh episodes yeah did right yeah um like Maybe i mean I, it's hbo versus a british television channel yeah. so like i mean way back when i started watching game of thrones like i actually got called out right like one person was like are you really watching that on the train <laughs> and i go do you know what this is it's on hbo it's well, called game of thrones and we're all adults here if there were little kids I wouldn't be watching it, but if you don't know what this show is and the channel, shut the fuck up. Wait, wait, what, what, was it an old person? Come on, man. No, like, it was, you know, like, a parent, you know, like, late 30s, early 40s. Like, it wasn't, like, grandpa or whatever, right? But, they, I mean, like, when Game of Thrones first started out, like, everyone knows HBO, because that's been around forever, but not everyone knew Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Like... At the time, I think that was, this must have been, like, maybe the first or second season. You know what I mean? But, you know, like, come on, I'm not ridiculous. If there were kids around or whatever, I wouldn't watch it. But, like, we're all adults. It's not like I'm watching a porn. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. So Okay, so, um, just to get us away from Game of Thrones, because it's terrible. Um <laughs> Well, no, I mean, just on, 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 I guess on that topic, Vince, you know, I mean, we talk about it with like um, Call of Duty, I mean, in it for the story, right? And mm-hmm. my, my problem with the Game of Thrones is that I'm very character centric and I want to get attached to the characters and you can't get attached to the characters if the fucker keeps killing them off. Right. So that, that's just my, that's my thought on Game of Thrones. I like Sean Bean. He dies all the time or he might he be coming back in the last season Ooh. <laughs> I, I i mean the, the the poor guy can't stay alive through uh, <laughs> i mean he dies in everything or he gets arrested like national treasure anyways um 
I, I didn't watch the TV show because I couldn't find it, and I don't I didn't want to pay for Netflix. But the the things that I read and, and Vince, you were talking about what, what's what's interesting me from you guys' discussion is that um, I mean, you guys kind of went the the show seems to go through sensationalized uses sensationalized dark uses of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could take that. I, I mean, you could take it a step back where it's not so dark, but there's still um, there are still negative aspects of our dependence on technology, whether it's, you know, texting while driving or, um, you know, I mean, the number of people who get hit uh, by cars, you know, walking across the street simply because they have their heads, you know, in their cell phone, in, in the, at least in the United States. I don't know if this is worldwide or not, but I mean, it, it's like skyrocketing because people aren't paying attention. They have their Apple earbuds in they can't hear the traffic or whatever. I mean, the, the uh, I mean, I, I think that obviously the show takes it to a, a whole nother level with, you know, sex and pigs and, um, uh, you know, full, you know, brain implants and stuff like that. But the really, I think it brings up an interesting, uh, you know, conversation where the dependence of t- on technology has, I mean, obviously technology has changed. I mean, if you went to, the, if you went to, um, you know, grade school in the 90s compared to if you went to you're going to grade school now I mean it's a completely different experience I mean we I so I, I went to you know I was in you know I started in kindergarten in like 1990 wow. um, yeah I, I know I know I know I'm young I um, mean you guys are <laughs> old, older and dark. um but but I mean it's basically it's because I, mean, I don't know I don't I, I mean you guys probably had work frames or whatever mainframes in, in your guys' school but um <laughs> Well, you know, we had computers when I went to elementary school, but it was like we had like five of them, uh, you know, and they were all in the library and they were like the original Apple Mac computers, whatever. And the only thing you could do on them was like play Oregon Trail. Mm -hmm. So uh, and but if you compare that today, every student's issued a a laptop or or tablet of some kind in a lot of schools, you know, they're given, um, you know, they're given Chromebooks or iPads or whatever. Um, and, and we're, we're starting kids so young, with attaching them to technology, whether it's, you know, their parents doing it or in schools, because, you know, they're not, I mean, they're not even, they don't even teach cursive in schools anymore, you know, no. like, because who, who needs cursive because you're typing all the time, you know, um, by the time I got to high school, I, I mean, the graphing calculators had become really big, right? So, um, one of the biggest problems that my like my math and calculus teacher had was the reliance on graphing calculators. And well, because I mean, you could if you wanted to solve an equation, you just type that fucker into a calculator, and it gives you the the you know the the, the solution. And you, uh, I can just remember Mr. Green saying, "You gotta show your work. You gotta show your work." And and I can just imagine that that problem has been exacerbated now with when people you know you don't even need a graphic calculator you can just put it in your phone because you have your phone on you all the time or you know whatever um well you, you know what kind of, i i do want to comment on that one because um this is a bit of a real reality meets black mirror um you're talking about the calculator and you're talking about just kids and education um it's been shown that the grades that they actually get in school are super inflated, but their <clears throat> IQ values are also going up a little bit, but that's because the measurement of IQ is actually wrong. And they've actually shown that students' performance in real tasks, though, not not actual school tasks, but real tasks, has actually dropped. So basically, having this access to technology, ironically, has proven to make our students stupider. 
And and they worry that the workforce of North America and the Western countries is going to be less capable of critically thinking because they're so used to having stuff for them, available to them, that they don't have to know stuff. And that also they're used to being told what to do, whereas those guys like Ming in China or like, you know, um, I don't know, uh, you know, Niraj out in India, they're still doing it old school and their parents beat them. And uh, they're actually <laughs> right. So that they actually, you know, kind of have to work hard and, and critically think. But I, just coming back to that calculator thing, I, I think that is like reality meets like uh, the, the the stuff that you're talking about meets uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, just uh, just an example. I was talking to somebody the other day and and I, I don't even really remember what we were talking about. But for some reason, we had to do math and the, the, the guy was sitting there and it, it took him for like five minutes to figure out what eight times seven was. You know, and, I mean, oh, yeah. these, these are these are basic multiplication tables that you learn in like second and third grade yeah. and, and you know kids these days don't really know it because they i, I mean oh, maybe yeah. they learned it in second or third grade and how to do it you know like in their head or whatever but i mean it's been a long time ago no, and now they're just don't. so yeah they're just so like, reliant on their phone having a calculator that you can just type these simple things in i mean that's just yeah. i mean it's mind-blowing that, yeah. that you don't that you don't i mean i i think the minimum for any education is you should know how to read and you should be able to do your multiplication tables up through 12 i mean that yeah. should be the absolute minimum and you should also have to learn cursive even though if you even if you're never going to learn you know use it you should learn it just yeah. because why the hell not well, i mean um, i was in the store like a while ago i can't remember which store and i think the um system was offline or the register wouldn't work and I already paid with money, right? And, like, the cashier looked at me and was like, yeah, I can't do anything until the system comes back because I don't know how much change to give you. And uh, I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Like, get a piece of paper, write it down, it's one. just subtraction. <laughs> so, like, you don't need a cash register to yeah. tell you how much you need to give me. Man, it got super sounded old right there, Rick. Yeah, it got so bad, guys. I know, paper in a pen. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's gotten so bad that McDonald's has doesn't allow their cashiers to hand out change anymore, like coins. They actually yeah. have a machine that counts it out for you, so it's given, you know, really precisely back. Yeah, it's it just you know, so you hand them a twenty, the cashier will still count out the bills because you know. Yeah, those are whole numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm more impressed. Listen, man, I'm more impressed that you actually have people to actually serve you. In McDonald's around my hair area, it's all like you go to a big iPad and touchscreen, and you make, and you have to order yourself. So it takes you like five minutes to make an order because uh, it's just so many options and stuff. And and you just place the order, and then all you do with respect to human interaction is that like the the, the zit face teenager just gives you the bag and a cup, and that's it. And I'm, I actually, I feel old when I go, man, I miss the days where I could just order something from a person. Well, you got to remember most of the McDonald's in my area. I mean, we live in, the, we, I mean, first of all, uh, Toronto has like half of Michigan's population, like completely. <laughs> I mean, that's my state. So we don't have very many. I mean, the biggest city has like, I mean, Detroit has like 900,000 people in it, but um, they're all leaving. Uh, <laughs> oh. But, but um but I live in the middle of boondock or as we affectionately call it bumfuck Egypt. Um, mm. So it'll take a long time before our McDonald's becomes automated like that. But it, it, it's still interesting. It's still is when I saw them that they put that coin machine in that just uh, you know, like, come on, how hard is it to give me a nickel and a dime? 
I mean, it really can't be. <laughs> it's not that difficult. But I mean, like I said, it's it's um, it's just constant reliance on technology. And, and I mean, we could have the debate on whether or not it's a good or bad thing overall. Because obviously, everything in you know life comes with pros and cons. I mean, obviously, there are many many things that technology has made you know a million billion times better. Um, but there's also you know this black mirror effect, or whatever. Um, that shows kind of the other side uh, of technology and the, um, that, that's from just reading about it and watching the several trailers that I did that's kind of where I got, got it from is that people that it, it just made me think about how uh, reliant on technology people are you know text messaging uh, you know skyping calculators uh, I mean it's just because it, it, if you lose I mean it's just amazing if you like you lose electricity for like a week I mean you go freaking crazy because I mean you can't charge your phone you have no internet there's no television what I mean what, what did the cavemen do back in the 1960s you know I mean, it's, it, it, it's it's it, it's a terrible experience and even for someone who who uh, you know I I, I don't I don't feel like I'm too reliant on technology. I mean, I, I don't feel like it, but when you have to go without, I think then you, you kind of realize that everything, I mean, almost literally everything I do in life, except for maybe eat food, uh, has to do, and, you know, obviously go to the bathroom or whatever, but, um, you know, everything I do in life has to do in some aspect with technology, whether it's using a computer, having my phone, even reading books now. I don't read regular books anymore. It's all on my phone or on my iPad. Um, you know, I, I mean, I still have books, but they're for, they're like decorations now. You get, did, did you guys know that rich people actually buy books by the foot? Like, it, like if they're going to outfit their library or whatever, like their office, they'll buy uh, books, uh, random books uh, by the foot. So that it's just because they're just for display, yeah. Hmm. So that's what books have become. It's just you know for distrip, display purposes. Um, anyways, so that those are my thoughts. Hmm. So in general, um, I know that I'm going to get some mixed reviews on this, but just like again, you know, we always do the kind of metrics of like out of five or out of ten. But um, for me, uh, rounding it up, the show itself it, it's very uncomfortable at times to watch, but um, based on just the kind of nuances and maybe not so nuanced ways it presents uh, interesting themes, I have to say it, it's it's got at least a four out of five for me. Um, there are some way more out there episodes later on, um, but there also are very close to home episodes, and um, uh, I, I I would encourage the audience to watch them if they're interested in these kinds of themes that not only are you know, talked about on some levels in our own uh, podcast, but just in contemporary society, um, it, it, it's something that's worth describing. So uh, discussing. So four out of five for me. Yeah, yeah. For me, I definitely give it like a nine out of ten. Mm. Um, I thought it was really oh, good. Jeez. Oh, and I liked, um, I liked the episodes. Like I said, me personally, I wouldn't watch it, but that's just because I already. I'm immersed in all of that stuff, so it's kind of adding to it, which is just a little too depressing for me to handle. But I think if you're not in that all day, every day, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. But might I say that where has Mr. Robot gone? That's that's my question. <laughs> uh, Bohemian Rhapsody basically ensured that that show's never going to happen again. Fuck, man. 
Like, I loved that show, and then it just disappeared. Well, didn't it conclude? I thought it concluded. Not really. It, I mean, it concluded, but not like, okay, this is never coming back ever. It was just kind of like a shitty ending. Because I don't that think... Have, that uh, sometimes. Yeah, because I don't think he's coming back, because they've already got him pegged for, like, the next Bond villain and stuff, right? Yeah, I know it's not coming back for sure. I'm just saying, why? Like, what the fuck? It was good. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to give it a rating just because I don't feel it's fair to rate something that I haven't actually watched. Um, but um, if I can find it, I probably will watch the, at least the first season. Because it is, it, from what I read and what you guys talked about, it sounds very interesting. Um, what I find even more interesting is that Vince always assigns us these very deep, complex, uh, conversation-engaging uh, things. And then I'm going to give Triple X as, <laughs> as one of my selections. So, uh, you mean a face movie with a black guy? I, um, is that not true? Is, I mean, Rick, back me up here. Is that not true? It's like basically right. Jason Statham movie except with Vin Diesel, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like I a mean, Jason Statham. Jason Statham and, and Vin Diesel have been in a, in, in a movie together before, right? Like one of the Fast and the Furious movies? Yeah. Yeah, right? he's... he's... He's That's, like a permanent fixture in it now, Jason Statham. Well, it's just oh, him and The Rock now, isn't it? Huh? It's him and The Rock in the next one, right? Yeah, it, that's the next... Um, wait, when you call wait it, Vin Diesel's not going to be in the next one? I think no, he, there, the he will be in the main Fast and Furious franchise. Like, Vin Diesel will be in the Fast and Furious 9. Like, they're already talking about it. But there is um, a spin-off, which is called Hobbs and Shaw, which is The Rock and Jason Statham. So, like, how Tokyo Drift, that was a spin-off, right? That it was called Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. It wasn't called, you know, Fast and Furious 2, Fast and Furious 3. Right. Has right? anybody so, actually seen Tokyo Drift other than you, Ricky? I'm uh, not doubtful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never watched that one. I watched, like, uh, the first two Fast and the Furious, and then skip because tokyo drift came between the two first two right yeah or did it come between it, two and three it, no it, 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 it does not matter two and two and three i think um, yeah because basically what happened um they didn't want to use vin diesel anymore because they don't want to pay him right so he was in the first one the second one had uh um, wow, wow had no no the said bawa was in tokyo drift the oh. second one had um paul walker and tyrese and Ludacris, and then right? yeah and Ludacris. and then the third one they didn't want to pay vin diesel so then they brought in like all these new people set it in um in tokyo and, and now then, vin diesel basically owns the franchise, yeah because right? then it bombed so like they were like oh shit like we need we need him. <laughs> Which, you th I, mean, I mean, that's totally off topic, and we need to wrap up. But um, it, 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 I, 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 it's really weird that people could go there for Vin Diesel because that, that'd be yeah. the last. I mean, I, I mean, Vin Diesel, like him or hate him, I mean, whatever. But you go into Fast and the Furious, not necessarily. You don't go into Fast and the Furious for the acting quality. You go for the cars and you go for the women. You, you don't well, go. Okay, I, so I, like, if you watch the first one, he already set, like, his character set himself up as basically 
you know, like James Bond in Bond movies, Clint Eastwood in, you know, the Dirty Dirty Harry Harry. movies. Like, his character was already set. Um, So the first couple movies, because street racing was such a big thing, they capitalized on that. Once street racing got kind of, you know, the the mainstream didn't like it they moved away from that slowly so that it more became a movie of action with cars thrown in where the first one was cars with action thrown in and so but now when you watch it you watch it for the main characters which have been developed right like so Ludacris, tyrese paul walker r.i.p um vin diesel you know that's why they brought michelle rodriguez back because they brought her character back um you know what i mean so but like i said he's the main character so it's like watching a james bond without james bond right mm-hmm. like fast and Suppos- furious without, supposedly they were thinking you know, about killing off james bond in the next well, exactly so there you go apparently they got shot down um It'll be, it'll be interesting to see who they get to play the next James Bond because supposedly Daniel Craig is done after the next one. Yep. Um, I mean, the man's old, getting old, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> um, I say they bring Pierce Brosnan back, maybe uh, uh, Sean Connery. I mean, he's only like 90 years old. I mean, surely he can do it. Anyways, we went completely off the rails, as usual. So that is it for us this episode. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we're doing What the Hell? We're doing something called Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Yep. What the? I don't know what the fuck that is, but Ricky, Uh, will you please put it in the Google Drive so that I can find it and actually watch it? Yeah, so Um, basically, especially you, Vince, because you're a parent and you have daughters. uh Uh-oh, wait a second. You should should watch this. No, it's... I want to say cartoon because it's more... It's an anime style but it's okay it's an animated show um i I started yes okay it's kid i started watching it because of my son but what i'm saying is that the main hero of it is a girl as opposed to a male figure a prominent male figure so that's why i i brought it up because like you know i wanted to see your take on it as a parent especially you have daughters and matt's take on it as you know uh no kids you know happy year guy Uh. thank (laughs) thank god that i have no children running around Uh, the world does not need that sort of chaos anyways after that we are doing triple x and then we'll do at the same time we'll do a bad movie roundup because triple x is a bad movie i just want i just want to kind of talk about the worst movies we've ever seen um so i, I think i think they'll be interesting anyways if you want to get in contact with us you can do so email at the threecast.com um that email may or may not be working at the time when this is posted um but having some email problems anyways you can also follow us on twitter i'm at mtwb ricky's ricky underscore williams one vince's bwhur the threecast is at the threecast you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash threecast um, like I said, we'll be back next time with whatever the hell Ricky was talking about because I'm completely lost. And uh, we'll see you then. Take care. All right, people.